Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall, Editorial Director at Every Day Should Be Saturday, and uh, also SB Nation type. Uh, joining me, as he always does, from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh, oh, hello, Jason Kirk. Hey, what's up from Cobb County, you're goddamn right. That's right. Cobb, Cobb County. Progressive-minded Cobb County. Remember, all politics are local, and that'll really help if you live in a place that voted the way you wanted it to uh, <laughs> this Tuesday. We're going to attempt, though, to discuss football because we would like to just keep it that way. Uh, this is kind of an assy week. Let's be, let's be very brusque and upfront with you because we don't lie to you here at the full cast. Jason, it's not the most compelling week of football going into. Is this week 11? Yeah, yeah, we have advanced all the way to week 11. Um, week 11 is trash. Week 10 was trash. Week 12 is trash. Week, I think, like 7 and 2 and 3 were all trash. Uh, it's been a season largely composed of garbage um, because it's in the year 2016. And the hope is, of course, that this builds to a really great playoff because if, you know, four or five, six teams soaking up all the wins, then we start off 2016 you know, with a with a nice with a nice uh, high stakes playoff, lots and lots of unbeaten and one loss teams in the playoff. So let's just endure weeks such as week eleven and and just lay up treasures for the future. That's true. In addition to this, as always, this is a week where there may be random games of interest. There may be the occasional upset. We usually sleep on these. There are a couple of ranked teams actually playing uh, ranked teams and or teams that. I would assume are a theoretical threat to them. The the you might as well lead the game day game of the week is USC at Washington. It is seven thirty Eastern. It is on Fox. I assume you you get the Gus Bus calling this game where every play gets suddenly dramatic. Yeah, if we don't, uh, there's been a, there's been a problem. Maybe they accidentally rerouted him to like wherever Texas is playing or something. Just he's like he's like Texas is like embedded reporter at this point uh, or something like that. But is, is he the? Is, I was gonna say is Gus the closer? The is he the opposite of Mac Brown? Like he slides into the broadcast. <laughs> Once the game hits three or four hours, they sub in Gus. It's Gus time. We've entered the Gus zone. He's like your t- he's he's basically your like multi ball multi ball with Gus Johnson. Gus rules are now in effect. Did he do any research for this game? We didn't let him. <laughs> we, we prefer we prefer him coming in cold, coming in cold, so he can heat it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this should be Washington USC should be good. We know Washington's good. Uh, USC has gotten good. Um, and this is sort of the really only the second or third chance of the year for Washington to demonstrate that Washington is good in a game people are watching and not just looking at the scoreboard later on. And this is probably for a lot of people the second time they'll actually look at USC all year after averting their eyes <laughs> beginning in the second quarter against Alabama. Um, and either people will be uh, pleasantly surprised or they'll just say, uh, this this looks a lot like the team I saw against Alabama. I don't know why you're showing me this again. Yeah, which I don't think it will. I, I just I and the reason the primary reason is the emergence of Matt Darnold. I mean he's he's just gotten so uh, I'm sorry Sam Darnold. Yeah, you you gave him the the ultimate USC quarterback I did. first name. So you know Matt, <laughs> you know like Matt uh, Sam Sam David Booty Matt Booty 
or yeah, Matt, uh, Matt Leinert. Wait, that's actually his name. Uh, you know, Matt Carson, Daly, <laughs> Palmer, Matt Palmer, Car- Palmer Booty. Matt, wow, that's that's sexy. Yeah, that's Matt Carson Daly Palmer Booty. That's the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> USC quarterback. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam. How am I going to know when I go senile? Like, I already have trouble with first names. <laughs> Just remember, uh, hey Arnold. And you can say, that, that's your mnemonic device. Yeah, Sam. Do you hear those cats, by the way? There's I, like a herd of rabid cats or something. That's going around. Out, out here. Yeah, scary times. <laughs> Man, goddamn, people are excited about USC. Yeah. And so are the cats. So the cats are amped, man. But if you, by the way, USC though, like after an initial struggle, okay, and after a like narrow victory in their last five games, they've gone over forty points four times. Like they and they beat Colorado in the game where they didn't. They won a really tight, mean game, twenty-one seventeen. But since that loss to Utah, man, poop, switch done, flipped. They've now admittedly they've gone through a pretty soft patch in the schedule. It, that would be games against Arizona State. Uh, the aforementioned difficult Colorado game. Arizona, California, and Oregon. So defense, it would be fascinating to watch USC play a defense. Yeah. And, um, the, I mean, it, it, this is probably the, is this the first game all year where Washington doesn't have, uh, doesn't have the talent advantage? I guess you could argue Stanford, but Stanford is pretty young in some key positions. Um, you know, this this is the first game all year where we actually see if superior development, superior coaching, um, probably still superior quarterbacking. Guess we'll find out, but we'll see if all that stuff um, amounts to, I guess, as big a difference as we think it will. You know, when we're when we're seeing a a, a really a really really solid four star roster against a often chaotic five star roster. Yeah, I, I'm I, the thing that Washington has had all year long. If you've watched them, is they are so composed. So it, when normally when somebody says "well coached," it just means oh look, everybody looks like they know what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody got actually got the playbook <coughs> this week. Oh yeah, like and knows it back to front, right? Took like, a, took a peek at it. Yeah. I always like watching Chris Peterson teams because even like the routes they run and the things they do, you go, ooh, that's a dick move. That's a nasty, that's a bad thing to do, you bad football team. You're so mean. Like, watch their goal line routes. Their goal line routes are all these really hard, like when they pass the ball, they're all these really hard to defend, like one to two move, like, <laughs> like oh, God. They're like master of the jerk route, right? They are, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the term jerk route or dick route, is the name for I don't the wheel route if you can get a running back on a linebacker or if you can get a wide receiver on a on the slowest linebacker like that's that's what a jerk route is you the look, the angle route is another dick route god angle route is like yeah the angle route if you don't know you just sort of like go diagonal toward the sideline and then you cut back up and it's just it's just damn near impossible to defend it's up there with like the wheel and the perfectly thrown slant in terms of I I hate you yeah, the slant. That's a top five dick route. The angle, like you, you, you send that H back. You sort of curl them around the line and free money. Yeah, it's up there with the tight and the tight end waggle. Oh, the tight end waggle. God damn it! 
Michigan, Michigan like lived off that for 15 years. I'm fond of reminding everybody that all Michigan did was like prior to Rich Rodriguez was run, 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 QB waggle. They could get a QB who had like a 6-2-40 and roll him out there, right? John John Navarre thundering down toward the sideline, throwing the QB waggle to some, I don't know, 270-pound tight end whose belly was still full of pizza from the night before. Like maximum Michigan. So yeah, there. There, there's a there's a run play Washington does that it has sort of the same sort of the same start to it. We did a video on it a few weeks ago where it's basically just a just an inverted veer option, but there's like a delay to it. It's it almost looks like it almost looks like a rollout option with like like a, like, a like it's almost like a toss. Like it almost, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It's just like the entire the entire the entire uh, pocket plus quarterback and running back just all move toward the sideline and then it's a short side option but there's this delay to it that makes it just really tricky to defend because the defense sort of has to just lay all its cards on the table but just lots of little stuff like that with any chris peterson team stress they're very stressful they are they will stress your ass out they will um not to mention they have a very difficult combination of things which is uh, a quarterback who knows what he's doing and is very talented and can move um, more than a little bit. They have an excellent running back, and they have two wide receivers. That's a lot, and an offensive line that's clearing decks really well. So that's before you get to, you know, any further down on the depth chart. No, no, no. They've got a lot to put pressure on you across the board. And then on top of that, Chris Peterson's a dick. I mean, personally, he's probably fine. But when you coach against him uh, at the things he's going to do, he's a dick. He's real mean. Be proud of yourselves, Washington fans. You hired a coach that everyone describes as a dick, which is great. <laughs> a, real, a, real, a real quiet, classy, nice guy, but such an asshole. Oh yeah, just just yeah, exactly. Like the dad you the dad you did not want to play in any board game at all, even though he'd be so nice about it. What else are we looking at? You will you will be th- throwing this Monopoly board. Um, per the rankings, the second biggest game of the week is the battle for the Golden Boot, which. Brett Bielema described earlier today as looking like a 1980s rapper necklace, which, yeah, yeah, I think so. Probably more like 1990s when New Orleans rappers really um, took over. But well, how much ice is how much ice is on it? Is it just solid gold? Because if it's just solid gold, then we're talking like, yeah, you know, that could be like late 80s. But once you really start encrusting it in jewels, that's when you get into like some cash money territory. Yeah, I don't know. Gold came back though, so maybe Bert is just. Maybe he's 30 years too early. I because, think, like, right now, you know, gold gold chains are pretty cool again. Yeah, although I I have a personal favorite, and that's Young Dolph's Dolphin. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's like a extremely blingy dolphin that he wears around his neck because he's Young Dolph. I'll always favor uh, Gucci's Bart Simpson myself. <laughs> Gucci's Bart Simpson? Because I don't... I don't quite understand it, which is <laughs> yes, perfect. or or T Pain's big ass chain, which is <laughs> it says big ass chain. It just in gold. It says big ass chain, and it's it, it is indeed it is big. It's it's a big ass chain. Uh, this is this is the second ranked game of the week, which is and by second we mean only other. Yeah. This is I, I think yes, yes, it is in our in our uh, confidence pick and pull this week. Just to give you a little taste, uh, dear listener, of how bleak this weekend is, we are picking 
two FCS games, one of them an Ivy League game, out of our four picks. Half of our picks this week are FCS games. Um, and yeah. Yeah, by the way, that ranked game, that's a 24v25. So it is, <laughs> it is as a, far down as you could go to get a ranked game. It's like the honorary Minnesota Invitational. Like yeah. For two straight years, the joke with Minnesota has been that they always rank 25 in the playoff rankings. Hey, they're seven and two. They'll be showing up anytime now. They'll that's, take over for the loser of this game, I guess. That's true. I, I think I have Arkansas in this game strictly because one, it is November. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in addition to that, it is also the game that would get both of them to three and three in the SEC, and that's what Brett Bielum is here to do. He's here to even you up. It's not going to get too far up on you in the standings because it's the SEC West. And he's at Arkansas. It's a very difficult place to be consistently good and to recruit the kind of people that you would need to compete with the Alabamas and LSUs of the world. But no, lo, it is November. And he's going to give thanks by leveling you up. Leveling you to 500 in the SEC. <laughs> let's, whoa, let's, easy. Let's, let's establish some balance here. Let's, let's not get too off kilter. Yeah, here we let's go. Just, just straighten out these, these standings a little bit. Half of it here, half of it there. There you go. Brett Bielema, the great balancer. He's the thing that brings balance to the force. It's Brett That's, Bielema. <laughs> uh, we need we we gotta hit him with a pun there. Um, let's see. With the Brett Bielema Star Wars. Uh, yeah, pun. we're gonna need a Brett a Brett Bielema Jedi pun. Oh, he he's Hog Mothma. Okay, phew, phew. Okay, Whew. Yeah, Whew. Man, that one that one came out. Got that one off. Um. I think I picked LSU, partly continual wishful thinking that Coach O can hang on to this job. Um, we both picked LSU last week, which didn't go all that well. You laid 10 points on LSU, and so did Alabama. Uh, yeah, that's a massive 10 <laughs> points. You would assume that wouldn't be enough to win a game. Correction. Uh, but yeah, it. I mean, I guess the hope there is like the post-Bama collapse won't strike the same way it did the last two or three years. Um, I, which, uh, there's a new coach, I guess, is yeah. the only evidence I have to offer there. <laughs> yeah, that that and, that and this, that Leonard Fournette has said that he is not fully healthy. Correct. And uh, for the rest of the season, yep. which is uh, a shame because he even at half speed, he's going to be better than almost anyone that you're dealing with. But it's also a shame because Arkansas, uh, contrary to what Florida did last week, Arkansas can't can't defend the run. At all. Now, what did Florida run for? Uh, like 20 yards. Like two yards. <laughs> Against Arkansas. <laughs> That's bad. That's very bad. It's extremely, extremely... Arkansas gave up a school record number of rushing yards to Auburn just a couple weeks earlier. Yeah, like 547. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Gave up. I, think, I, I think Leonard Fournette can play a hopscotch to at least 125 yards if he's just got one leg. Yeah, and this has not been, by the way, the most uh, the, like the most. We, we assume, oh man, this is just it's going to be a barn burner. It's a golden boot. It's a golden boot. Uh, that's not really been a thing because past couple of years, it's been Arkansas's game. Arkansas won. At LSU last year, 31-14. And they won the year before that uh, in Arkansas, 17-0. So the the days of, you know, Casey, Casey Dick pulling a victory out of nowhere. Well, that's that's cool. 
this has actually been sort of leaning Arkansas's way. So, sure, I, I'm okay with just a blind pick of Arkansas, even with the full knowledge that, uh, I don't know, the LSU's not Florida, right? Uh, let me check, let me check. Uh, can confirm, can confirm. I mean, I think you can. I think you can make the case this is still a throw out the record books rivalry, as as much as it irks LSU fans to call it a rivalry because they don't have rivals. Right. Um, them and Penn State, they really need to start a rivalry. We got to pair these two up so they can finally, finally have someone they can admit they hate. Um, let's see, LSU is ranked higher, so I guess that does mean Arkansas wins since you throw out the record books here. It's true. I, I do want to move just down a step. To discuss uh, America's greatest, <laughs> America's greatest four and five team, down from the lowest ranked possible game. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Whew, man, we're gonna step down to America's greatest four and five team. That that'd be the old Miss Rebels. Man, I, I just I'm pointing this out because this game this game turned into a disaster super fast because Chad Kelly is out for the year for Old Miss. He's he's gone. It's, it's not good. It's really. Really not good, uh, but lucky them—they're going to play a seven and two Texas A&M team. And Jason, they have something in common. Yeah, they—they they are also lacking their starting quarterback, and well, we, they'll be re- replacing him with Jake Hubenak, I believe is his name. Um, and Ole Miss is either going with the five-star true freshman who they were trying to redshirt, or I don't know, uh, maybe reconvert an offensive lineman or something, or. What, whatever Old Miss does, whatever personnel decisions Hugh Freeze makes, I'm sure they're the right ones, right? Yeah, yeah it'll it'll work great. It'll just work, just work great. <laughs> it'll um, be fine. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they're gonna they're gonna have a 27 point lead and then they're gonna lose. So yeah, that's that's how this works. But that's fine. That's fine. Remember, uh, this is all about getting Hugh Freeze to the dream job he's wanted for so long. Oregon. Oregon. What better, what better match of culture and person than Hugh Freeze meeting Oregon head on? <laughs> Hugh Freeze in the uh, notorious Bible Belt of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> He's finally home. I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I'd like to talk to you about the man who changed my life. Yeah, Phil Knight. We all know him already. Yeah, Phil Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Ben Gibbard? Because yeah, I mean yeah, I was a big you know Death Cab guy in the you know back like you know, I don't know, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, man, let's talk about Ben Gibbard. He's he's super important. The other game of interest in the SEC. Oh God, I, I don't even really. Yeah, I have to. I have to say it. South Carolina's going to beat Florida. I just. <laughs> <laughs> That's not South Carolina, which does also have a path to the SEC East title. We've joked about Kentucky for like a month straight, and if Kentucky beats Tennessee, it yep, it's in good shape. But South Carolina is right in there. Yeah, they uh, they have really gotten way more out of freshman QB Jake Bentley than they could have possibly expected, especially because. You know, Will Muschamp and quarterbacks. Actually, let's go back. Will Muschamp and quarterbacks. There was a time, if you'll remember, when on the Heisman watch list, we did have Jeff Driscoll after his first year. Yeah, that happened. Uh, as a starter. So so that did happen. I want to point out that this is not totally out of bounds. I did also laugh that 
Jake Bentley's Alabama high school coach uh, joked and said, oh, you know, my message to him was uh, all three of his wins were at home. He hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit, boy. <laughs> I love that high school coach. Like, yeah, He was joking, but still, I, I like the high school coach just – you know, hey, yeah, hey. you, you got to keep them humble whenever, whenever, whenever your uh, your supposed to be high school senior starter is winning games in the SEC. You got to knock them down a peg. Yeah, let's let's see how your pants are fitting. Oh, oh, you're a little too big for them. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? Instead of you're instead of playing in like the state playoffs or whatever, you got to play Alabama in the SEC championship. Like in, instead of playing against. Paul took it high or whatever. You're playing fucking Alabama. <laughs> like, please, please don't do this, Will Muschamp. Don't, don't make this kid do this. I, I, absolutely love that. Uh, I absolutely love that this this can happen to. This reminds me of this happened to like an 18 year old, right? Like this reminds me of those stories where like, yeah, my grandfather lied to get into World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> And you know there he was. He was 17 years old, and he was he was steering a battleship. Is, is that responsible? Yeah, sure. So yeah, yeah. He was he was he was at the wheel of the battleship, pushing there, the pedals. There he was stabbing Hitler. I don't think Hitler got stabbed. <laughs> My granddaddy, at the age of nine, killed a man at the registration booth just to get into World War One. Picture of a nine-year-old smoking on the ruins of Nuremberg. Yeah, war is hell, boys, and so am I. Yeah, that's 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 where Jake Bentley is. Jake Bentley lied to get into the war, and now he's got to go to Stalingrad. So enjoy it when you eventually get to the SEC championship game. Although we have been joking about Kentucky, crucial matchup for Kentucky this week. Oh yeah, they they get to play Tennessee. You said they get to play Tennessee, which is probably the right way to put it. Yeah, no, they have, they have to play Tennessee. It's a contractually obligated game. No, I think I think it's they get they they get to play Tennessee. Yeah, it's in. <laughs> I mean, Kentucky is getting better um, by the by the month. I guess would be fair to say, <laughs> Tennessee is getting uh, getting worse by the month, just in terms of injury, in terms of cohesion, um, and in lack of any clear development in, in key areas, this is a very good time for Kentucky to, to play Tennessee, you know, and Tennessee's still got probably the pure advantage, but um, if it's ever going to happen, now's the time. Kentucky last week ran the ball all over, all over the Georgia Bulldogs with one play. They were running a wildcat in the, in the year 2016 and they were running it like off, I believe the right side. <laughs> And they ran it. They almost won a game running one play. <laughs> Does it look like Kentucky's offense, like they started with this big, big playbook, and every week they're just shredding it by like 60%, and now they're down to like three plays. One of them is a field goal attempt. Yeah, this is like your friend who starts out with a men's fitness workout that's got 22 different exercises, <laughs> and by the end he goes, bruh, just bench and dips. That's all I'm doing. Bench and dips. Getting huge off bench and dips, man. That's where that's where Kentucky's at. It's working for them because somehow, after being the worst football team I have ever seen in uh, the first month of the season, they're five and four, and four and three in the SEC. And yes, still have the outside shot on 
getting to the SEC championship game to face um, Alabama. And that'll be great. That'll be that'll be awesome. Everybody will enjoy watching that. It's the greatest conference on the planet. Um, How many SEC East teams do you think you'd have to combine to have a team that would be favored against Alabama? All of them? Would that even do it? Three. Three. If you give me three, I'm pretty sure I can make a roster. And if you give me the right three, I can make a roster that we'd go, all right, even money. So maybe maybe you take like most of Florida's defense, add in like Derek Barnett, um, sure, sure, and then maybe a couple other guys, and maybe that's like okay, that's 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 close to Alabama's offense. I don't know, man. I don't know what you're slapping together there. You're taking Kentucky's offense. (laughs) You're adding in South Carolina's high school senior quarterback. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. What if I look at the SEC East? What quarterback am I taking? Is it, is it Josh Dobbs? Just because I think, oh, I don't know. He, he can read the playbook for sure. Um, maybe you have him play the first half. Sure. He's, we'll, he's pretty good at that. We'll have him play one half. <laughs> Whatever half we need, we'll have Josh Dobbs play. Oh, no, the second half. Sorry. Sorry. It's the first, first half was last year. I got, the, <laughs> I got my Josh Dobbses confused. That and That and if we are talking about putting together enough people to make up a team so that we can win one game. I would like to, to take this off-ramp to Sorrowville. Rutgers and Michigan State play this week. <laughs> Jason, how many wins do you have in the Big Ten? <laughs> None. Yeah, that's, that's, as, that's as many as we've got on the board here. Yep. So at, at the end of the day, um, you and I, and at least one of these teams, will still have the same number of Big Ten wins. It's true. It's amazing. Something's got to give, though. I Ugh. think. I think. Um, uh, Maybe? I, mm-hmm. we, Michigan State, uh, either way, gone from playoff um, appearance is a charitable way of putting it, but Big Ten champion. Gone from mm-hmm. Big Ten. Let's say that Big Ten. Gone from Big Ten champion to maybe the only Big Ten team you beat all year is a team that lost by seventy-eight points to your only actual rival, um, and one of your only other wins is against Notre Dame, which is three and six. You'll be surprised to hear this is this is played at noon. This is a noon game, which is this is super fucking noon. The schedule, the schedule, just admitting, yeah, let's let's process this, let's get it out of the way, let's eat your salad early in the day. <laughs> can we can we kick this thing off at like nine fifteen? I would I would be fine if you guys just want to get like a good morning workout out of this game, process it right. Like if game day started and they're like, well, hell, y'all. Michigan State and Rutgers, they were supposed to play at noon. I guess they thought they would just get this out of the way because they've got some laundry to do. Let's just get this over with. Yeah, that's that's Michigan State 2016. Let's just get this <laughs> over with. God damn. Oh, things are bad. And it, oh, God, holy shit, things are bad. Like a couple of weeks ago, Bill Bill C did a story in Michigan State and like went through the roster and showed that it's like not exactly a super young team. Like MSU fans will tell you it is, but you know, and I'm it, which is kind of the thing that every fans of every bad team say. But like a lot of the con- starters and contributors, those guys are going to be gone pretty soon. Things are things are terrible. 
Yeah, I would guess if I'm like, okay, what's wrong with this team? I think they all hate each other. Watch them, <laughs> watch them play. No one on this team likes anyone else. That's that's my guess. You could just look at it and go, mm. like West Virginia. Once West Virginia had whatever happened to Geno Smith's team, where they won like five games and then like lost their last seven, uh, where they just imploded because of a personal thing that happened between a couple of players, allegedly. This kind of looks like that. I just think somebody owes someone money on this team, and they're not paying. There is a game in the Big Ten, I would point out. Just, I don't know, take a flyer. Look at it. Uh, Penn State, they're playing real, real well. They get to go to Bloomington, Indiana, to play Team Chaos. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, that's that's my my thinking exactly, that this game is just Saquon running huge rips through this Indiana defense and Indiana finding 38 ways to lose by one point. Yeah, breaking off those massive runs and none of it mattering because it comes down to a doink field goal anyway. Penn State has been over, you know, they've been like steady and reliable after they upset Ohio State. It was, uh uh-oh, they're totally going to brick it against Purdue. Nope, they, they blew out Purdue. And they blew out Iowa. You know, they're 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 a yeah they they consistent solid team, and this is the Big Ten team to test that against. Yeah, y'all um, y'all they they flattened Iowa. They reduced Iowa to ashes. It was not pretty. It was not close. It was it was a mashing, like one of the worst, one of the worst like peer to peer beatdowns when you take actual teams that you know should be about as good as each other. Like, Iowa probably shouldn't have the talent Penn State has, but generally, you know, they should be, that should be a knockout, dragout. No, this was, this was bad. So, naturally, being that cocky and coming off of a good streak, this just seems like a natural stress test for Penn State because it's Indiana. They're, they're a deeply, they're a deeply upsetting team in every way. Upsetting. <laughs> upsetting. They're just, they're just, playing them is just, vexing just just concerning yeah it's, it's not i mean a- it, penn state's it's setting up a really cool season here um a new year's six bowl very very good chance um if things go really crazy maybe you can get into the big 10 title game probably not but still um 10 and 2 spot in the uh spot in the orange maybe even the rose Whew, you got stakes you got stakes against indiana that's never that's never good Never a good thing, if only psychologically, because it's just, it's, it's worrisome, man. It's fun. It's a sad, sad thing. I would also like to point out another game, which I believe will be the superior team surviving a stress test of disturbing length <laughs> and intensity. That would be Pitt at Clemson, because Pitt, Pitt finally, after losing games by very thin margins, they had three... Their three losses prior to a blowout at Miami's hands had come. They're all one-score games. I believe they were like 11 points between the three games. Well, they just they they just took a Saturday off at Miami. And why not? You know, it's a nice day. Probably real pretty. You're in Pittsburgh. It's overcast all the time. You go down to Miami. It's sunny. It's hard to concentrate. And that's how you end up losing 51-28. Well, they go to Clemson this week. And Pitt, an annoying team. Run the ball real well. They'll keep it out of your hands for a while. They run the ball in a variety of different fashions, like have this little sort of like end arounds, like jet sweep look, fly sweep kind of thing that is just hell on linebackers. Uh, a a team that 
uh, some people have suggested contains some of what Michigan State lost. <laughs> the uh, facts. Facts. There, there, there are facts there. Yeah, because Pat Narduzzi was the defensive coordinator and might have taken some of his intellectual capital with him. Uh, I don't know about that. I do know that it's a game that Clemson, because Clemson has struggled with lesser teams this year, uh, it's a game that Clemson has to watch her ass in because Pitt is difficult, physical, mean, and knows exactly what they do. They don't try things that they can't do. For instance, passing. They don't do a whole lot of that. They're just no. gonna they're just gonna run the ball and try to mess you up on defense and let the chips fall where they may. So that feels like in the three thirty slot, that's like a you know, twenty-seven twenty-one game that nobody feels real good coming out of. I have a sentence to say. It's a delicious sentence. It's delightful. It's all the best words. That would be Notre Dame needs to beat Army in order to get their fourth win of the season. Notre Dame having even the faintest prayer of a bowl trip requires not losing to two straight service academies. Yes, and on the tour of random places that Notre Dame... This is my favorite part. Notre Dame has the most random road schedule this year, and they're doing it with one of the worst Notre Dame teams in recent history. That's correct. They're going to the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas to play Army. Army! So that's... That's where <laughs> Notre Dame Army. Yeah, it's uh, you look at the schedule and say, oh, oh, finally a home game. Nope, they're going to Texas <laughs> for because reasons. Because reasons, they're going to go play in an arena football stadium uh, for recruiting. Uh, I don't, I don't know if recruits are going to go to see Army football, but sure. It's sure. a place you can play. In, in addition to this, um, in addition to this, you should know Army. They're having a really great year for Army. They're they're not really that good. They're not. They'll get to six wins because they play Morgan State next week. Then they have a very difficult game against Navy. They'll probably end up being six and six because they're they're not going to win this game against Notre Dame. They really. How's this? They shouldn't win this game against Notre Dame though. Army's coach can tell his players legitimately and with a straight face and without lying, we can get bowl eligible by beating Notre Dame. <laughs> Which is true. Notre Dame, of course, uh, last week against Navy had six possessions in that game. Six. Not in the not in the first half. In the whole game, had six possessions. Navy only had seven, but. Uh, Navy had more points, which is the thing that matters most. Um, Navy also ran out. The you clock. know, ran, they, they, they ran out the clock with a 14-play, seven-minute drive to finish the game that didn't even score. It was just designed to asphyxiate. So, I mean, Notre Dame, your defense—you uh, got a lot of practice against this offense. That's that's good, I guess. A whole lot of practice against it. Yeah, you got to come out and hit this, son, because you've got all the you've got all the practice in the world. There's no excuses at this point. Uh, anything else of note? I did notice that Michigan plays at Iowa, and might I add, Iowa, uh, this is not a game they want to lose by massive numbers of points, because Iowa's currently five and four. They need to get bowl eligible. Uh, they finish at Illinois and versus Nebraska. I don't believe either of those are gimmies at this point. I don't. I know. It's Illinois. That's still, I don't think that's a gimme. There are at least two other games with 
um, considerable stakes, I'd say. I mean, there, there, there are a bunch of others that could could tweak things slightly with some with some upsets. But, um, well, I guess three. Baylor, Oklahoma. I mean, some people are talking about Oklahoma could sneak into the playoff, which at this mm. point last year mm. and the year before there were teams around here that got in, but the, different situations. I don't I don't think Oklahoma's making it in. However, there is a team in the Big 12 with only one loss that is not ranked too far away from where Ohio State and Oklahoma were in previous years. That is your West Virginia Mountaineers who are going to play Texas, meaning this game has stakes for both sides because, as we know, every Texas game is a referendum on Charlie Strong. Um, this is, uh, I mean, it feels like every week either Texas or West Virginia is the most promising noon game. And now the two finally meet because ain't nobody trying to watch Joe Mixon versus Baylor. Hell no. And you're not trying to watch anything but these two teams, again, running up and down the field for the better part of four hours and 28 minutes. At least. You know, this is not, this is, this is, this is a game, by the way, that like, I mean, really, like at this point, Charlie could keep his job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, we, we, we joked all along about a nine win season. It ain't off the table yet. Nope. They can't, they can't, they can't drop one. If you knock off, if you give Baylor its first loss and you give West Virginia its second loss, um, you know, and and then after that, you get to play Kansas, and then you get to play a kind of a limping TCU. That's an eight and four. Se- How do you fire an eight and four head coach? Well, I mean, you're Texas, so you do whatever <laughs> what? you want. But I was gonna <laughs> how say. do you do that with a straight face? <laughs> oh, they don't do it with a straight face. They they do it hollering and hooting and throwing <laughs> their got, cowboy hat around. Yeah, sneering, sneering grin kind of thing. Woo! Watch me do uh, it, boys. I mean, if you knock off West Virginia. Man, you gotta. Charlie's probably got to be what even odds to keep this job at that point. At that's at this point, yeah. If that's the case, there are two other games I would like to mention on board. Uh, one that, yeah, you you do in fact get to play, get to watch Mississippi State at Alabama if you're a sadist. Sure. No. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not happening. I don't enjoy seeing Nick Fitzgerald harm, so I will just attempt to ignore that game. And its existence because my, my uh, comment on that game, um, Alabama is actually better than South Alabama. So I think Mississippi State is going to lose. Yeah, they should lose by they should. I, I would assume that how many South Alabamas does it take to make up an Alabama like 20? So yeah. it should be like uh, something like 638 to 47. <laughs> well, the margin in that game was about a field goal. So now we're talking about 60. OK, sure. Take it. Man, life is life is so brutal because they come off of this epic comeback win against Texas A&M and then they have this. It's like, that's the next week. Like, <laughs> yay! Oh, damn it. Yeah. You 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 beat the number four, <clears throat> technically, team and then you're a 30-point underdog because yep. the universe hates you. Late night, Pac-12, Colorado at Arizona. The Colorado can pick up their eighth win. They were eight and two, dude. Eight and two coming out of week eleven for Colorado, that'd be God. Mike McIntyre's genius. Yeah, and wins against Arizona do count. They do. They do actually go on your win loss record. They do count toward conference standings. Um, we called the Pac-12 office and checked to make sure. Couldn't believe it, but they said they're counting them. 
Wins against Arizona do actually count. It's amazing. Is Rich Rod just won out of here? Is he just won. Is he just blow this bitch up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was he pining for the West Virginia job when Holgo goes to the um, Chargers? Holgo to the Holgo and Philip Rivers. Amazing. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be too bad, right? They could have. They they have a lot in common. They could hang out a lot. Just there's a lot of places that they would go together. <laughs> I you know and none. At the same time. <laughs> That's what I was getting at, yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, like, where are we going? Well, I thought we'd go to the bar. I don't drink. Well. Yep, that's it. Then there's there's right. a prayer breakfast at, 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 at the uh, at the the bar. Yeah, that's they, they come out, we're going to the prayer breakfast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 1 a.m. Yeah, it's an early breakfast. <laughs> it's at a.m., didn't it? <laughs> it's at a.m. I was... The Holgo impression, it's got to sound a little like drunk Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever do a Holgo movie, I want Shawn Michaels to play Holgo. <laughs> with, the, with, with like the shittiest hair imaginable, right? Like he's got, sort of like he's got a weird hairline, so you just just fluff it up a little bit. Um, and, you know, maybe have him not work out for a few months. No offense to Holgo. Good, good looking dude. Great looking dude. Sure, but yeah, but you know he's just he's, not as fit as Shawn Michaels. He's very few people are. Yeah, um, but the voice, the voice is what does it. Um, um, yeah. Oh, the, oh, and and one game we must mention is the five dollar bits of broken chair trophy between <laughs> Minnesota and Nebraska, the internet's favorite college football trophy game, a actual physical trophy designed by the internet. That is now being upheld by two actual college football programs. We made it. And this game has stakes this year. Nebraska's ranked somehow for some reason. Minnesota's not ranked somehow for some reason. Minnesota's coming for that number. Coming for that pound sign 1-9, Nebraska. Coming for the finest trophy in all of college football. I have a number for you. It's going to close our broadcast. 78. 78. Can you guess? Um, Rutgers gave up that many points. Probably, I don't know. I can't prove you wrong. I was I was leaning more towards that is the opening over under per Bovada for Cal at Washington State. Cal at Washington State. That's right. This game still has to be played. This was, what was the Oregon Cal over under? That was the high. Oh, that one was ninety. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> nowhere near that. that Come was, on, Cal. That was that was ninety. Can Come I? On, Cal getting sleepy. Points. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? They're bears. It's getting close to hibernation. They're they're getting so so sleepy. Pick uh, it up, Cal. Defense breaking out all over the place for this game because the average is uh, for these two teams is right around eighty three. It's a little bit under eighty three. 82 and change, 82.7 points per game. That's that's cool and everything, but uh, that's assuming the exact amount of defense contained in this is great. It's like, yeah, there's exactly four points of defense. <laughs> what time is this kickoff? Oh, God. Well, what time, what time do you think it is? <laughs> of course it's the last game kicking off. Of course it's the last game. It'll Bang end. the over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that and you are dealing with uh, like like Washington State's got the second most prolific offense in the Pac-12, and California has the third. So I'm calling like mm, this is like a two forty-five. 
yeah, sounds about right. This is, of course, the game that I think two years ago it was the craziest game of the year. The one that it, it's one of the defining drunk Pac-12 late night games. And this is this. Uh, oh, God, we're going to be up so fucking long. Yep. I went and watched an entire. This is the best part. I assumed this game would be over. I went out. I came back. Uh, <laughs> turned it on. Third quarter. Third quarter. <laughs> Not even like, like oh, we'll catch the fourth. Nope. Late third. Something wrong with the DVR. What's going on here? Nope. You just yeah. fell into Pac-12 vortex. Yeah, this was the end. Remember, it ended on uh, a missed field goal. <laughs> yeah, this is Connor Halliday uh, throwing, what, like 80 attempts in a game or something like that? Throwing for 700-something yards? And the game ends on the most mundane of all plays, which is kicking yeah. the ball, and it doesn't work. Yeah, that's a, that was my—you could see, like, Mike Leach, Mike Leach in his head— they lined up for like a one-yard field goal that Washington State misses, and in his head, Mike Leach says, "I'm never fucking doing that again." Well, guess we're guess guess we're getting rid of the the kick the ball play. That's that's huh? Well, I don't know why you'd use your foot when you can just use your hand. Here's the thing about hands. <laughs> well, yeah, we, well, we in can there. Cut, it, cut it there, Mike Leach. About to tell you.